They're all saving one, or most of them, most of the Hampshire fielders are saving one. Somerset need one run. It's Edwards to Hildreth. He's there and bowls Hildreth, and he gets the run away through the onside, and Somerset have won. They've won the Royal London One Day Cup. Hello there, you're listening to Always Look on the Bright Side of Life. This is the Somerset Cricket Podcast. My name's Ian Shepherd. Joining me this evening, I've got Steve Tancock, Harry Everett, and the voice of cricket on BBC Radio Somerset, Anthony Gibson. We are recording this uh, the Monday before the county championship season is due to start on Thursday. And for those of you who haven't seen the uh, the email from Gordon Hollins, his uh, YouTube video message that came through uh regarding the state of the outfield which was very very wet during the uh the pre-season friendlies which is quite understandable given i think the uh, wettest march in 40 odd years is that right gibbo you're a man of uh meteorological knowledge absolutely spot on we had over a hundred millimeters here at langport which is which is quite wet and i think there's probably even more in taunton but uh, i was there this morning and uh, the outfield is still a bit wet uh, because it was underwater. Part of it was underwater, the bit in front of the Colin Atkinson Pavilion on uh, Friday and Saturday. But the players were out practising, so it's not that bad. And I'm reasonably confident, given the weather forecast, that uh, we'll start on time on Thursday. Yeah, uh, Gordon said that they've spared no expense trying to get it ready. Scott Hawkins and his team have employed sort of heat lamps and extra water pumps to uh, encourage grass growth and, and, and all this uh, uh, stuff that groundsmen uh, is it an art or a science who knows a little bit of both but yeah I'm sure they'll be uh, straining every sinew to get uh, the ground ready for the Warwickshire game on uh, on Thursday uh, right where do we start then I've, I've struggled to remember doing these sort of monthly over the winter what we've talked about one thing we haven't definitely talked about because it was only announced a week or so ago is uh, Cameron Bancroft has signed for the first four championship games uh, leading run scorer in Shield cricket this year in the Sheffield Shield down uh, in Australia over the winter. Does that mean that Tom Abel is potentially not a hundred percent to be ready for Warwickshire on Thursday, or is it just uh, an excellent overseas signing that wasn't finalised until the last minute? Harry's nodding. Have you got some inside information on, uh, on Tom's fitness, Harry, or? I, yeah, I don't think he's going to play the first couple of games, to be honest with you. I'd be surprised. They talked about him maybe missing the first four. I think it might be a bit more positive. I reckon Bancroft's in for four games. So we, we Cam Bancroft comes in at three. That helps the situation. Matt Henry's not arriving till May. So we've got Bancroft for April. If great situation, say in two or, you know, two or three games into the season, we can have Bancroft and Abel. Brilliant. That's selection dilemma. It'd be awesome to have them both. But Realistically, I don't think they'll play together. They're almost a like-for-like Bancroft in for four games, and he was going to come to us in 2018, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. So it's, it feels like a full circle to eventually get him what after what that. Where, I can't quite remember why, why yeah, he didn't, no. didn't come. <laughs> what, what happened there? His visa didn't come through, I think. His visa didn't come through. What, is that the visa he was trying to use down at B&Q? To, uh... Yeah, the sandpaper version of the visa, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, there have been some rumblings on social media about, you know, whether we should be signing him. Certain A few people have been quite vocal in that, you know, oh, he's a cheat, he's this, he's that, the other. But I, I my position is he's he's done his time. He's served whatever bound the authorities deem fit for that particular offence. Um, and they did say, the Australian Cricket Board did say that he was acting under instructions. 
yeah. from David yeah. Warner. He was definitely uh, which, the least uh, culpable. You know, it, it's the lesser of the two crimes. He wasn't. He wasn't the architect no. of the dastardly plan. <laughs> he was merely the implementer of it. He was uh, just a keen, keen bugger. He wanted to help everyone in the team. Wasn't he? he was new in the side, yeah, desperate was, yeah. to please everyone and keep his spot by doing anything yeah. he can to keep everyone happy. I think. Mm-hmm. I felt sorry for him to be honest, as daft as that might sound. Um, to to, to bastardise an English phrase, I think. If you're going to beat them, you need to join them. And every other county <laughs> fighting in Australia for the first four games. Well, yeah, that's and, the thing. You know, doing the same. So why, frankly, why shouldn't we? If he's available, you know, obviously Conway's playing in the um, IPL and Matty Renshaw's not available, I don't think. Renshaw's so, playing for Australia yeah. A last night. Australia yeah. A against New Zealand A scored 100. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you know, he's fighting his way to get on the Ashes trip, I imagine, yeah. at the moment. So... Why not? And, you know, Why? if you think of him in, you know, if Abel wasn't there, there would be all the hand-wringing about, oh, you know, we've got Lamanby, Bartlett, yeah. uh, Banton still not fit. You, you know, you just can't win in this situation. Yeah, that, so, the much as I'm in the mood to criticise quite a lot of the club at the moment, um, I don't think you can fault them on this particular move. Yeah, the noises yeah. would definitely have been if, Abel didn't play those three games. Oh, why didn't we sign another overseas? There must be a queue mm. of Australian batsmen a mile long wanting to come over and play in English conditions ahead of the Assage. Hurry, Kerr, what are you doing? Well, I think they've done the sensible thing, the pragmatic thing. And if, you know, Abel is fit ahead of schedule, then, as you said, Harry, we've got that lovely selection dilemma. Are you trying? I've gone all blurry. I don't know why my camera does this sometimes. It's a better look for you, mate. I thought. Oh, but... thank you very much, Harry. How do I mute you? Half half <laughs> a supersider, and he goes all blurry. There you go. <laughs> Normally, half a sit next to you doing these. It's oh, quite man. funny to look at you. <laughs> oh, cheers! Then you pay for your own bloody cider next time you come. Sorry, <laughs> um... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think we said all that needs to be said about that. He's he's a good player. We'd... Well, and I just I just feel a bit sorry for some of the young. Home, homegrown batsmen who who won't get a chance to uh, to play in the team now. That Lewis Goldsworthy would be the the obvious one. But it, you know, it begs the question of why did they sign Andy Umid as a sort of backup opener? And you know, when they need an yeah. opening batsman, they, they then probably go overseas. I, I don't know. I think it's it's perfectly logical in terms of wanting to win the county championship and making a good start, which is so important. Mm-hmm. But um, I. You know, if I was Lewis Goldsworthy, I'd be pretty pissed off. I think. I don't think he'd still play. I, I think it might be more. Do you Bartlett. think so? Ahead of Bartlett. Well, if, yeah. if if Goldsworthy isn't pissed off, then Bartlett will. Bartlett be. Might. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I think. And then and then they get to the county ground at nine o'clock on Thursday, and it's dank and overcast, and you can't actually spot the pitch we're playing on from the rest of the outfield. And they might well go, I'll carry the drinks. Fair yeah, enough, I'll wait till it improves Chris a bit. Chris you know? up from the Marcus just Gothic Pavilion end. There might be one on. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I've just, yeah, just tweaked it, Sarge. I've just tweaked it. Yeah, yeah. best sit this one out. Save the young lads for when the pitches are flat and they can boost their average pair. So, yeah, I mean, I, it's professional sport, isn't it? I mean, the you know, with the greatest respect to everybody in that in that squad... The aim of Somerset County Cricket Club is to win matches and to win trophies. And if you know bringing in an overseas player, I don't. I think saying at the expense of a younger player is a little bit harsh because there's so much cricket over the summer. You're bound to get a chance sooner and, or later. And you can actually, 
much as I hate having to argue with our esteemed commentator, you could flip it the other way and actually say none of them have made a persuasive case with weight of runs in the last couple of seasons that they should be in the side. You know, they've all had... Oh, that, no, I don't agree with that. Bartlett, Bartlett averaged 41 and a half last season yeah. when he came came into the side in the, in the county championship. And, you know, and he got 100 in, his, in the game against Warwickshire. And they're playing Warwickshire on on Thursday. So if he if he is the unlucky one, I would feel pretty sorry for him. And Goldsworthy had a good season as well. He averaged thirty seven point two. They both came on a long way last season, as compared with the season before. And uh, you know, I think under normal circumstances, they would both expect to be in the side, and probably Tom Banton as well. Banton's injured, so that's. Mm. But you know, there's there's going to be two out of the three at least who are going to be disappointed. Uh, every county championship match for as long as everybody else stays fit, which is a shame because they you know, and it enables fit potentially three out of three. Yeah, quite. Yeah, but that is it. That's the nature of the squad, the squad system, isn't it? You know, two of those, you know, two of the top three could get themselves injured, and then you're relying on that squad. So it's yeah. I think that's going to be a theme this year. That, that I think I was chatting something the other day, and we worked out there's a. 29, that might be an incorrect stat, but I think we tried to work out the actual players on the staff. And it's as high as I can remember in recent years, and a lot higher than a, a Gloucestershire, say, or other counties. And that is going to be a problem. There are there's about seven or eight seamers that people are going to be unhappy. There is going to be rest and rotation, but with quite a few ageing players and injuries and things going on, that's going to be healthy in the long run. It's just going to be in April when everyone wants to play, people are going to be annoyed. Well, when, when two of your first choice seamers are Lewis and Josh, and both of them would have quite big question marks about fitness early in the season, let alone the whole season, you know. I'm going to say it again, Shep, as in baseball, you know, if you think you've got enough pitchers, you sign another pitcher. If you think you've got enough seam bowlers, sign another seam bowler. Mm. And, you know. Nine and a half minutes before you got that one in, Steve. That must be a record, but uh, yeah. you're, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely Only right. Only because we started talking about the batsmen, not the bowlers. I'd have been earlier if we'd gone the other way. Well, you know. I just don't want us to, uh, to go down the Nottinghamshire route of just of just buying players in and not and not bothering to develop our own youngsters. Mm. Um, and if you do develop your own youngs, youngs, youngsters and then don't play them, then they'll go somewhere else. And again, you'll lose that sort of West Country core, yeah. which I think is so important to the whole yeah. nature of Somerset cricket. Couldn't agree yeah, more, but I think I think to be fair, every young player at Somerset does get a chance. I think the only one that I can possibly think of in recent years, um, Nathan Gilchrist, who has gone on to Kent and done really well, but with the best will in the world, if you look at the this, this seam bowling attack that we had at the time he left, two Overton's, Davey, Gregory, uh, do we have Brooks. Brooks then? Yeah, so it's, yeah. it's going to be very difficult for a young seamer to break through into that. Uh, into that attack so I don't think we can necessarily fault him I mean you look at uh, another guy left Eddie Byram was given yeah, numerous chances he had his chances yeah. had his chances yeah. you know didn't didn't really take them um, I thought Adam I Hose had, Adam Hose another Adam one. Hose was maybe disposed of prematurely I don't Possibly. know March of Delaney yeah, as George, well that you know. does George fall into that category George Barlow I, I, I'd like to see him stay 
But yeah. if he keeps, if other people keep playing ahead of him, I could see him getting annoyed this year and wanting to move on. I don't obviously don't want him to, but he would fall into Adam Hose and Eddie Byron category. He's better than Adam Hose and Eddie Byron. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, he proves. Well, it I've actually got days, him but... in my starting eleven for for. for... So have I. So have I, oh. Steve. You would. Do we, we desperate? Do we just get that out of the way? <laughs> yeah. Should we get it out of the way now? Starting eleven for Thursday. Go on, Steve. Seeing as you brought it up, what's your eleven for Thursday? Well, I'm going to start with the curveball. Steve Davis, number one. Oh. Oh. Your ah. value in preseason runs against Glamorgan with a forty-yard boundary. Start... Uh, they did cream it to the forty-yard boundary. To be <laughs> fair, I know, but <laughs> and again, I'm I am being really harsh here. But if I'm picking what I think is the side most likely to beat Warwickshire, I would have him opening the batting personally, okay. and I I can see the value in playing him as an opener this season because that's where he started. Remember, and he isn't probably isn't going to keep very much this year, so he's either going to have to do that or he's going to be a bit part player. So Davis, Dixon, Bancroft, TKC. Yeah. Bartlett at five, Rue Gregory Overton Davy. Yeah. Then I will have the spinner, and I'm I'm not close enough to it to know whether Leachy is going to be available or whether your hero plays, because um, obviously that might change the order slightly. And then Peter Siddle, who I saw was drinking coffee in Taunton over the weekend, so he's definitely around. Right. Leach wow. was there this morning. Jack Leach was there this morning, um, fielding practice. I'd be so I'd very expect- surprised if he didn't play, given the the time that's elapsed since the New Zealand tour finished. I mean, he went over to Abu Dhabi with the guys, but by all accounts, didn't he didn't feature? But he was there, you know, sort of mentoring young young Shah Bashir. Yeah, he wasn't meant to be out there, but just sort yeah. of went and got involved. Yeah, I mean, so. what, what, what could possibly have possessed the man to leave rainy old England and go off to Abu Dhabi <laughs> for a fortnight? The man must be mad. Two days after getting back from a few months in New Zealand, though, fair play. It was oh, yeah, that's true, I suppose. Straight in, straight yeah, out. He opened his curtains the, front, the first morning, looked out, saw it pissing it down. One day's enough here, so yeah. I, yeah, it's Jack. It's Jack here, mate. Yeah, you got an extra seat on the plate. Lovely, lovely. I'll see it. Yeah, meet you at the ground. Lovely, yeah. bye. Yeah. yeah. I, I, Interesting I, point that Steve's make, Steve makes about Steve Davis. I was pondering that as well. I don't think he will play. I think No, I don't, but well, that's what I would like to say. I think Lamanby will open with uh, Dixon, and uh, for the rest of it, I agree with with your um, with your eleven. It's um, and but I think we've always assumed that play. Abel's not going to play. So I don't think there's any way he's going to play, um, no, and Tom Banton isn't available either. So I think mm. you can rule those two out. And and the the only big the only question really is whether Bartlett plays in or Goldsworthy as for that uh, middle order position. Yeah, they, could give, they could give Davies the gloves and play James Rue as a specialist batsman. That's another possibility. They um, won't because the the powers that be at Lord's Towers, I suspect, will have already been saying they want him to keep as much as possible first class yeah. cricket. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Harry. Yeah, I'm slightly different. I've gone Dixon, Lammers, Bancroft option instead of Abel. I've gone Goldsworthy at four. Um, TKC probably at five and Rue at six. The middle order could almost be in any order. Um, Gregory, still unsure how fit is to bowl. Um, obviously, we'd love to see him bowl, but I don't think he's going to bowl as long spells this year, realistically. Um, he, so he'd be in, then Overton, Siddle, probably Davey ahead of Brooks, I've gone, and then Leach, if, you know, presumably Leach is playing. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I've gone. Well, if Abel's fit, I've gone Dixon, Bancroft, Abel as the top three. If Abel's not fit, I've got Dixon, Lamanby, Bancroft as the top three. And then I've got uh, Bartlett, TKC, yeah, whichever way around you want those two. And then Rue, Gregory, Davey, Davey, Overton, Siddle and Leach. Yeah. Now, the next thing I need I need to jump in here before we go, we're going to have to come up with a Somerset term for basball because I don't want Somerset <laughs> playing basball. But I want, if we're going to play, as, as a lot of counties seem to be making noises, this sort of... Tresball? I won't... Tresball. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Okay. Is that the name so, of the pod? Ciderball <laughs> has been... Uh, it might have been Polly Rhodes that started that one on Twitter, or maybe she just... Uh, I uh, think you should do one of your it. Twitter polls, but I'm, I like Tresball. Oh, if you do a Twitter poll, it'll end up be called Bloody Wyvern Ball. We can't trust Twitter polls. <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so something that's not cider ball. Yeah, that sounds a bit too close to cider or bad, doesn't it? Yeah, we might about... ECB might dock us points just for calling it that. I mean, if we were, you know, really finickety about the rules and you know declared at inopportune times, we could call it uh, rosy ball. Um, or care ball. Care ball sounds a bit scouse. That no offence, Steve. Yeah. Um, care ball. Cable. Cable. I think it's going to happen. I'm playing exactly like they did last season. Yeah. Hopefully with a bit more success. <laughs> well, I, I can't. You look at that batting. Like, I mean, Tom Kohler Cadmore might go out and give it a bit of a whack, and George Bartlett's an attacking player, and Tom Lammerby, I hope, will be given his head to play his natural game instead of, you know, scratching around mm. at the piece and leaving everything he possibly can outside the off stump. Um, but I don't see it. Uh, there was no suggestion when when uh, Jason Kerr was asked that in the preseason press conference. He basically said, "We're going to carry on the way we've done before, and um, we're not going to be sucked in to um, going to play over aggressive cricket." Yeah. Even Sean Dixon, I thought Sean Dixon would come in and be a, a, a boring traditional opener. I mean, we shouldn't judge against university students in March and preseason, but a runner ball eighty odd and he whacked a few sixes straight into. Sight screen, and that slightly surprised me. I don't think he'd play like that. No, really. I think, I think, I, I think you think answered your own question there, Harry. I can't, with it being against can't, the students. I'm making a comment. Yeah. Oh, he's very good. I watched him a few times for Kent and Durham mm-hmm. last couple of seasons, and very impressive player. I think he's an underrated signing. Everyone's talking about TKC because yeah. Kelly Campbell's and Pelican mm-hmm. franchises, but I'm almost equally, if not more, excited to have a solid opener because we've had him, man. We've yeah. had Murley VJ. Dean Elgar, I think in back over the years, how many overseas we've had. Devin Conway. Devin, Devin Conway was the best. Yeah, but just to, you know, to have someone for the whole season who's an experienced opener, who's played you know, around the championship and scored runs and you know, to have a double hundred is ideal. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, absolute credit needs to go to... Uh, he got a triple, triple hundred, didn't he, for Kent? Didn't he yeah, triple, triple, was it? I remember him back for yeah. 80. I'll, I'll bet a penny to a pound that was at Beckenham. I can't remember, but... I just remember it being a ridiculous run of 600 played 700 or something like that. Mm. You've got 318, I think. Yeah. I mean, credit to the powers that be because they have recruited pretty much spot on in every area that, that we needed. I mean, we've got TKC in to replace, I suppose you could say he's replacing Hildreth and Russo. Because if you look at the runs he scored in franchise cricket over the winter, he's yeah. he's got to be on a par with... You know, with with what Riley did, 
Um, He's got the highest highest score in the Abu Dhabi T10. Oh, oh come on! Get in there! An enormous fan. <laughs> How many minutes until Gibbo mentions the T10? That's 25 minutes, isn't it? Yeah. What did he get? He got ni- 92, I think, wasn't it? Oh, and 30 like balls or something. Anyway, it's the highest score in the Abu Dhabi T10. <laughs> he Which I'm he ashamed to say, I didn't watch this winter. Oh, Gibbo. Right, I'd rather ha- have the high score in the Abu Dhabi T10 and not have it, if that makes sense, to denigrate that competition. Uh, who else we've got? Obviously, we've got Matt Henry uh, coming in, um, what's it, 11th of May, I think he, he arrives, yeah. and, and Peter Siddle. We were all saying over the winter, seam bowling looks a bit fragile, with, you know, Gregory and Davey being a bit injury prone, so they, they've done that. Um, I know it's a, if it, it seems like a long time off, but I think we need to get the September recruitment spot on as well which is a little bit more difficult but you know we can cross that bridge uh, that bridge when we come to it so in, ter- in terms of ins and outs I think it's you know it's a one you haven't mentioned I don't know if you've deliberately forgotten interesting I think no, Steve I was said you're ma- you interrupted Harry but go on oh <laughs> yeah well I, no, I just thought it was interesting Steve said earlier about your mate coming in I presume meaning yeah. Rella van der Merwe yeah I thought maybe Sher Bashir might be ahead of van der Merwe in the spin pecking order Hard to judge yet. I think he's quite inexperienced and quite an exciting future player. Maybe more of a white ball spinner, but I I don't know if Rodolf is going to be a difficult you know. one with him. I think if I was if I was playing two spinners, I'd play Leach and Bashir. But if I was if I had to play one spinner instead of Leach, I'd play Van der Merwe. If that the control, sense. bit more yeah. control. You obviously. Not necessarily saying it's hampered us because I think Roloff and Jack were really well at uh, Surrey. Was it Surrey last year? I think, well, maybe the year before. I think Roloff got four or five and Jack got a few as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but just to, that variation in the attack, off spin and left and, and left armour, and not having the, the young guy taking all that, that pressure of being the sole spinner and also having, you know, can't be a better mentor than Jack Leach to have stood at mid off while you're. Um, while you're bowling so yeah but if it is a solo spin job I'd go for the experience and now of uh, the greatest player to ever struck on a pair of pads I think just quickly Shep going back to what you said about September recruitment that will become a lot easier if we get off to a good start and are there or thereabouts come that time of the year but if we're not it becomes a lot harder you know you could I don't. I haven't even looked that far ahead to the international fixtures, but you can foresee a, a place where one of the names that we've either got now or mentioned as sort of previous alumni of the club might think that's worth coming back for. Or I can come back and help there. Whereas if we're just sitting sixth with nowhere to go, that's probably realistically not going to happen, is it? Yeah, couldn't agree more. And I think the stars have aligned a little bit better for us this year to not get off to such a, a terrible start. Because I remember, I remember sitting in absolute despair the night before the first game of the the season against Hampshire last year, where we only had eleven uh, players to pick from who played in Championship cricket. Yeah, we were getting our whites ready, weren't we? I yeah, think. Well, I remember over, that podcast? Yeah, over, over and mm. one was rested. Leach was rested. I think Greg Gregory got COVID. COVID. Yeah, Bartlett did his shoulder. Was it Banton had done his finger again? I think. Is it Ned Leonard and Casey Aldridge opened the bowling, didn't they? Something like that, yeah. I think Tractor was on first change. That was how, uh, how bad it was. <laughs> yeah. All things being well, we should uh, we should hopefully um, outperform that. Uh, yeah. Well, we also got to think what what Warwickshire are going to turn up because they went from 
heroes mm. to zero virtually last year, didn't they? Yeah, that's a good point. I think Sam Liam Hale Norwell's going to be a if he's fit. Liam Norwell's going to be a handful yeah. mm. on a on an early season pitch. Good bowler. Yeah, so they got Norwell, they got Wokes. Hannon Dolby. Yeah, Hannon Dolby. So yeah. Hannon Dolby is another one. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's very very good on a greenish pitch. Him and Sam Hayne always do very well against Somerset. I seem to find that I yeah. quite know why. It's just certain players. No, just... Maybe we need to play Jack Brooks because he had that virtuoso yes. half an hour, three quarters an hour after tea last yeah, year. Didn't you remember? Yeah, yeah, that was that was very entertaining. I was on the second or third. Get that second back day, to I remind think. them to do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> George Bartlett got a hundred in the second innings against Warwickshire, so he, mm-hmm. I think he. Whacked, yeah, yeah. yeah I, went, I remember getting up to Edge Baston for that game. It was a good game of cricket, actually, in September last year. You were lucky to get away with it. Yeah. Lucky to get away with it. Had everything. They could, could have easy. If Will Rhodes hadn't played a really stupid shot yeah. when he didn't need to, mm. he mm. chased down that 380 or whatever it was because our bowling was not good. It really was not. I was it chatting was to Jack Brooks down at Fine Leg in the Eric Holly stand and then suddenly went up the other end having a very boring pass we played nothing happened and suddenly next day rather than just been chatting to him he just went and got those few wickets and yeah. <laughs> he suddenly <laughs> woke the game up again the LBW was a bit dodgy as well yes was that Hayne I think it was wasn't it yeah I think so yeah. yes yeah. they've even got that man Raj Yohal young lad he, they don't play very much but he's very exciting prospects and they've, they've got a lot of options well, actually I think they'll do there was, t- there was a tough side to beat. Tough side to beat, Warwickshire. Danny Bruce, well, he played bowled pretty poorly that game last year, I seem to remember. I remember he, was, game he, he had a good bowl before lunch the first day, didn't he? Because Renshaw yeah. and Lamaby were smashing it everywhere. And Bartlett then smashed him everywhere later yeah, everybody on. Everybody was getting taken to the cleaners. I think Briggs was on, on the bowl by about quarter to 12. Oh, they had the other spinner, didn't they? The Indian lad, off spinner. Oh, yeah. That is seven or eight. Played Test cricket for India. What's his name? Come on, Anthony. You should know his name. Commentate on him. Yeah. Uh, he couldn't see. He was down at five leg. <laughs> no, I wasn't. This was at Edgbaston. Oh, Edgbaston. What was his name? You know, what I mean, he played for India when Zach Crawley played in that winter and whacked a few. Yeah. Um, no, I can't remember. He'll oh, right. <laughs> come to me in a minute. Right, do let us know, Harry. Right, should we have some good news? Couldn't believe this when I had the email, but always look on the bright side of life. Has been shortlisted. Best cricket podcast at the Sports Podcast Awards 2023. Well done, us. Yeah. Not quite sure how we've managed to do that, but, you know. Giant Yadav. You can carry on now. Giant Yadav. Um, You can carry on. (laughs) Well done, us. Um, But, yeah, we need... uh, it's done on the public vote so I'm going to quickly mention this and I'm going to pause the podcast for five minutes while all our listeners go off and vote and then we're going to resume uh, so what you need to do um, if you're on Twitter just go to our Twitter profile at Somerset Podcast it's a pinned tweet on there with what you need to do it's basically you just need to go to the website quickly create an account and then vote for us uh, if you aren't on the Twitter you need to go to www.sportspodcastgroup.com uh, if you haven't got an account, you can just click login in the top right-hand corner uh, and then click create account and then find your way to the cricket category at the uh, at the 2023 awards. Uh, click on our little link. We're in the bottom right-hand corner and vote for us. 
and that's all you need to do. Voting closes on the 6th of April, so that's uh, what's that's the first day of the Warwickshire game. I'm not sure if that's midnight the night before or midnight that day, but I'm sure I'm sure Harry will be able to uh, repeat that on the uh, live stream uh, probably once every 10 minutes would be all right. And uh, <laughs> Are you allowed to say that on BBC Radio Somerset, Anthony? Yeah, I don't see why not. Oh, happy days. Great stuff. You could all retweet that at the appropriate times. That would be fantastic. Um, You've been walking around with a T-shirt saying vote for us on Thursday. Oh, like do. the tractor driver personalised T-shirt. Well, I can't get there Thursday. I'm there Friday. Oh, better late by then. Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, Ask oh, tractor. Well. Tractor driver say, can you not wear one of your normal shirts? First game of the season. <laughs> can you vote for the side live podcast? Has, has tractor got a normal shirt? They've all got his face on, which is... Uh, if you didn't know tractor, you'd kind of imagine that was sort of the height of vanity, but wandering around with your own face <laughs> on. But uh, <laughs> not for dear old, uh, dear old tractor, it's not. Yeah, so, yeah, please vote for us. Uh, Michael Vaughan's got a podcast on there. I don't know why, I just as part of me just really wants to just finish higher than Michael Vaughan. Can't for the life of me think why, but um, anyway, tick that one off the list. What else have we got to talk about? Oh, the state of the outfield. Um, don't know if you uh, have caught up with the um, video message that came up from Gordon Hollins uh, in the member's email. Uh, I got it about 10 minutes before this started, so I kind of watched a bit of it. Um, basically what's happening with the outfield is they looked to rearrange the game or they made an early um, feelers put some feelers out about relocating the game I'm not sure if that meant they would go and play at an outground or switch it to Edgbaston but now they're definitely not doing that uh, but they are moving heaven and earth to try and get the outfield uh, dry they've got heat lamps and uh, all sorts of water pumps and everything. They spend no expense trying to get that ready. Uh, and shows that Scott Hawkins and his team are working uh, all the hours God sends to try and get that one uh, ready. Um, what else did he say? Oh, we've got the little in-ear radios for the live stream. Um, they're not going to be there for the first game, but probably for the second one. Is that just a live stream, Harry, or can we get Gibbo on there as, as well? As <laughs> Don't ask me, Chet. Don't stitch me up here. <laughs> <laughs> I've not made a decision. <laughs> If I could segue just back on your last yeah. point, will I quickly about the subject? Yeah. Um, maybe laugh. Gloucestershire had to send their bowlers to the Surrey marquee in order to have pre-season bowling because poor old Gloucestershire had even worse pre-season yeah. in Somerset. They were, the three-day game last weekend became a two-day game, then didn't happen at all. So they went and used Surrey's mm -hmm. marquee to have a bit of outdoor <laughs> grass bowling. I don't understand all this because speaking of Surrey, Mark Church has been playing a shot every morning all through the winter through wind, rain and shine there. So the last three years since lockdown, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, but through with the his winter bike with, his, with his bobble hat on and whatever and it's been sleeting, snowing, hailing and he doesn't seem to have any problem with the pitch so I don't get the, get what's wrong. You'll have to ask him, Gibbo, does he do them all in one go? Like, does he spend like four or five hours one day doing about two or three hundred or does he religiously get up every morning and... I don't know, I'll ask him. I'll ask him, yeah. It's a monumental effort. It's a pretty Just effort, the organisation yeah. of making sure, you know, fair play. And I, I think so many of us see it on our Twitter, you know, while you're in sleep focus or whatever, and it cheers you up every morning to see that being done. So, I mean, it's it's only in England could you have that one. Where, yeah. where does genius end and eccentricity begin, Anthony? That's probably... Well, a, he plays, a, he's played some nice shots as well. I particularly <laughs> like the... <laughs> Through the offside, you know. I mean, he played, he's, he's not a bad cricketer, Mark Church. He played for Durham University. Uh, oh, right. some, other, some other good players, so he knows what he's doing. And uh, mm. 
and it shows yeah it's good stuff it sums it up i was in a random village pub near north Moulton on exmoor the other night and someone was coming up to me and saying oh do you know mark church the guy's been doing these videos all winter and i'll be honest i, I didn't realize he was still doing them i just remember doing them in lockdown and that feels like was that three years ago now that was That's a full production though that was like with the the garden chair was batting yes. and got caught behind and all that i mean it's you know Oh, yeah, I haven't checked if he's recycled actually. Someone will have checked. That's a Dan Kingdom job. Dan, yeah. That's your yeah. yeah Dan you... will have all the stats for when you Yeah, he's when you get around to listening, Dan, I need you to, to work out yeah, go through some sort of forensic video analysis of Mark Church's timeline to uh, see if all these are original. Uh right, what else did he say? Well, we've avoided controversy about the uh the radios. Um Bar in the Somerset stand flooded, unfortunately that's out for the foreseeable future. Um, one interesting point though this is the last thing I caught before um, I had to jump on and record this is um, they may they may close the Somerset stand on days 3 and 4 of a county game uh, if there aren't sufficient I think it was if there aren't sufficient people in the ground um, basically to cut down on stewarding costs mm. obviously for every stand you've got open in the game uh, in the ground I presume you have to have a um, yeah. minimum amount of stewards there so I mean I know well, that... give, us, give us plenty of commentary points to choose from <laughs> <laughs> would you be allowed in there without a steward Gibbo? Well, we, were, we were there during um, lockdown back in 2020 and uh, 2021 we commentated from uh, the Yeovil suite in 2020 no, 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 the Western no, no. Supermare no, no, suite not the Somerset stand the Somerset stand not the Triscothic stand Oh, Not sorry. The yeah, pavilion. Yeah. Formerly called uh, Somerset Pavilion. Oh, that's no. no the old no. green seats that I used to always call them the green seats, yeah, and now yeah, they're yeah, white. Yeah. It doesn't seem quite right. No, it used to be called yeah. the Somerset Pavilion. That's the. Uh, yeah, no, the, the Somerset stand wouldn't be much better than. So it would be a little bit higher up, I suppose. You go there. I mean, you, have you not got enough influence to get in touch with somebody at Pegasus Court and just ask if you could. <laughs> you and whichever regional commentator is down can sort of sit on their balcony for four days or an evening. Yeah, it'd be quite nice. Yeah, nice, nice in the morning with the sun coming up. Have have we had official confirmation about the permanence or uh, whatever of of Gibbo's commentary? I better not. There's been great to dos going on, but we're hoping for better things. Let's put it that way. We've been promised better things. Oh, we've been promised better. We've been promised better things at Somerset for as long as I can remember. But anyway, let's move it on. They could just put another portal cabin on top of it. At least then you'd be a bit further up. You see yeah, it all the true. time on building sites. We yeah. did have a. When did we have a two-tiered? We did have a two-tiered. That was 2015 cabin. when they were building the um, mm. Triscothic Pavilion. Yeah, it was. It was the we had a, we had a, yours, wasn't it? Give a double decker, wasn't it? That, yeah, that was, was it a press box. And well, we we were on the ground. Commentary was on the ground floor then, next to the scorers with the press up, up above. So that wasn't great either. <laughs> Listen, if you could kind of see the malaise that's just come over Gibbo's face as he's just realised that oh, another wistful expression of the of, sun. Yeah, wistful <laughs> expression across his face there, everyone. <laughs> Right, we've done Gordon's update. What else have we got? We've done Tom Abel fit. We've done State of the Outfit. We've done the Warwickshire eleven for uh, for Thursday. Um, what about listeners? What about listeners' questions? There was one from Mike Unwin. Mike Unwin asked about would Somerset win the second eleven championship this season? <laughs> Which 
Yes. Yes, Mike. I think so. <laughs> Hell of a squad. If you, look, if you look at how many really good players are going to be playing yeah. for the second season, Blimey World ought to. That's like the One Day Cup, isn't it? I thought we should have cleaned up in the One Day Cup last year when the names we had on paper mm. massively underwhelming until that, that Warwickshire game when Rue and Goldsworthy they put on that partnership at Edgebaston. A lot of mm. links back to Warwickshire here, but yeah, the second eleven should be ridiculously strong, but you never quite know. Okay, the, right. the problem with second eleven cricket is that it's not a pure second eleven because there'll be players in that second eleven who they want to give games to yeah. who aren't aren't necessarily you know second second in the pecking order if you, you like. Have, for example, Tom Abel come in for an innings ahead of. Yeah, Tom, just go down the veil and have, have a knock for the seconds before you... you is it him? Oh, back. So, it, yeah, it's... Mm. Yeah. And Trez played for them famously with Will Smead, didn't he? Yeah. And when mm -hmm. Will was 15, Trez, Trez opened the batting with him. Mm-hmm. Happy days. How What great things we expected of Will Smead in those days. I get, I get the feeling this is just... This might tip you over the edge doing this podcast. Give <laughs> <laughs> We're just opening all these I, I just really, really just, sorry. I'm really disappointed he's given up trying to become a uh, you no, know, I know. A, we all are, I think. An all-round cricketer. It's just, it's just so sad. It's such a waste. Mm. Yeah, I know. It's been talked about. I, mean, I think, my, you know, obviously I don't sit inside Will Smead's head and I don't know how he thinks, but just for me, I think whether you're that age, you just need to be playing as much cricket as you can in the summer. And, mm. okay, it might be going to, you know, to some some outground somewhere and you know staying in a travel lodge for four days and not going out the you know not seeing your mates or whatever but cricket's cricket and the more you play the better you get and mm. anyway what's done is done yep hopefully it's not open the the genie is not out of the bottle for a few other other players as well but I think we might see See more of it. Right, uh, listeners' questions then. Sam Batley, update on the availability of TKC, Siddle, etc. for Warwickshire game. Um, I presume, I'm not sure you mean by etc. there, Sam, but Siddle's in Taunton, TKC's back. Bancroft arrived, Bancroft arrived today. Happy days. I was told. They're all fit and available, with the exception of Abel and Banton. Good stuff. Uh, Jacob Lund writes, uh, I've got a couple. Do we need an overseas for the blast? Um, well, technically, we've got Henry and Siddle for the blast. Yeah, uh, I don't think we do. Well, that that You're not going to improve that top four a lot more than... I know, obviously, you can. This you sounds daft in SKY but, or somebody, but uh, yeah, I know, yeah, I know what you mean, Harry. Yeah, Banton, Smeet, like TKC wants to face as many balls as possible. Abel has a T20-100, and he's going to have to bat four. And you think Green can whack it, Overton can whack it, Van der Merwe, there's so many, Lamanby, yeah. there's so many options. I don't... Gregory still might be a... His, yeah. his career might end yeah. as a T20 finisher almost, so... I don't really want to see another overseas bat signed. I mean, if you've got Henry and Siddle, realistically, Siddle's not going to play every single T20, mm -hmm. but rotate around with Davy, Brooks, Siddle and Henry, and we've got very useful-looking T20 side. Yeah. Are we assuming that Riley Russo is not coming back then? Yeah, I think sadly so. We must not have offered him because I, I, I like he liked a tweet one of, of mine saying, yeah, uh, "Looking forward to seeing next year." That's it. That's, boom! That signed, sealed, delivered in my book. So obviously we never picked up the phone to him. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, go back to what I said earlier. TKC is effectively the overseas replacement for Riley Reeves. I know he's obviously not an overseas, but bringing him in just gives that bat in order that that T Twenty pedigree that an overseas would bring you. So why, you know, why do you not think we could do? Do you not think we could do with a overseas spinner? The, the the bowling is our weakness in in T Twenty cricket. You know, we haven't we haven't really we have, with the retirement of, of Max Waller, we haven't got uh, Jack Leach isn't going to play. Um, yeah, Vandermeer had a quiet uh, had a quiet South African T Twenty. He didn't do much in that, did he? Gibbo? did you forget about that? No, he didn't. But, but you know, Vandermeer is he's not exactly a mystery spinner. I mean, he, he you know he bowls darts no, and that, that's fine. That's what you kind of need to bowl at Taunton, wasn't it? That's what Max Waller said after um, you could oh, do with his a... face of Derbyshire got carted every way, so you don't toss it up at Taunton. That's, that's, that's one yeah. mystery spinner. That's what we yeah, need. Yeah, uh, yeah, it would be not. Yeah, I mean, obviously, to sort of complement the attack, I I agree. It would be, it would be nice, but who? You never know. They may, but they may be looking, or they may be thinking, well, our batting is so good, we can chase. We can chase whatever, whatever is, is yeah, in front of us. Unfortunately, yeah, it's been proved recent years that that's a well you can't keep going to. You have to, you have to have a few games where you can either Your defend yeah. two hundred or mm. you can you chase one thirty occasionally. So, I think also getting the overseas for T Twenty, you've got to think about if there's an injury, things might suddenly change. If Banton, Smead, Abel, or TKC get a serious injury in the next few weeks month or so then they might suddenly think actually we need a Riley we need someone like that to come in that will completely change things we're going to get injuries in the next couple of months they just don't know who it's going to be yeah I still think that the bowling looks weak for last cricket yeah you're right I mean it has for years to be honest with you I'd say it's I don't want to use the word samey but we could you know, we've got. If you look at all our, our bowlers, Davy, Overton, Siddle, Henry, Gregory, they're all right arm over bowling it. I know Matt Henry's a little bit quicker, but bowling it round about the same pace. Um, obviously, Lammers gives you the left arm option, and then you've got Ben the left- Green bowled really well last year in the T20. Cypher Morgan, he's, didn't he? Yeah, he's, he he's different. He's no yeah. change yet. Yeah. I think he'll bowl more and more, to be honest with you. I think he's become quite a crucial player, Ben Green, in the T20 side. I think he's one of those underrated cricketers. Yeah, definitely. Go under the radar. In the Collingwood mould. Yeah. Underrated. Well, if Ben Green turned into a Collingwood this season, that would be a bit of a bonus, wouldn't it? <laughs> I'll take, what, you mean, I'll he, take what, you mean he goes home with two female backpackers? And, and Oh, sorry, my lawyer's just told me to stop, <laughs> stop talking. Um, right. Uh, we have a presidential communication. Um, Peter Wanless, uh who seem to be on the radio, every news bulletin I listen to today. Uh, uh, he said, Can you please encourage members to vote in the election of member directors onto the Somerset board? There are three places up for grabs. Um, I think there was something about that in your members' email, so so do have a look at that. I haven't had a chance to click on it and see who the candidates are, but from what I gather, it's going to be me, Tractor, and one other. Maybe not. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, right, there's my... Uh, next up is my Cameron Bancroft joke about being cute, which is going to be my one for the season. Uh, Mike, uh, yeah, Mike Owens will Somerset win the second eleven championship this year. Uh, yes, definitely. Chris Payne says, in the limited pre-season game time, has there been any clues as to what the new look batting lineup will be? Um, go back to your sort of left. No, point. not no. in the pre-season games. No. Yeah, 
in the one point one sort of half a game and thirty overs we got in against against the students. Probably not. I mean, it, I, I suppose Chris is kind of inferring. Is, is, did anybody really put their hand up and make a case? I suppose you could say only really Steve Davis. Mm. Um, maybe look to upset the apple cart of what what we all think is going to be the top six or seven on uh, come Thursday. But yeah, just mentioning Mike Unwin. Um, anyone going to the to the game on Thursday or any other home games make a point of going to the Somerset Cricket Museum. Yeah. Which is bigger and smarter and more interesting than ever. It really is. It's it's mm. absolutely superb. Now, thanks not yeah. least to uh, yeah. what Mike has has done. I think he's also looking for more volunteers. He's put a thing on social yep. media and the website. If anyone can get involved, you've got skills that might help him. Good old Mike needs a bit of help with his technology sometimes. <laughs> and only can <laughs> offer some time to help him out. Be much appreciated. And yeah. a great website as well. The Somerset yeah. Cricket Museum yes. website. A lot of work on that website. Yeah, if you want to get in touch with Mike. Uh, he's on Twitter at uh, oh, I need to make my screen a bit bigger what does that say Mike U-M-B-A Mike Umba Mike Umba I presume mm. you've, is that a, he's, he's Mike U with a master's degree is that right is that an MBA Masters <laughs> in Business Administration there we go Mike Unwin Masters in Business Administration unless it doesn't if mean not we've granted him an honorary one at the, <laughs> the University of the Truscothic County Ground <laughs> or we've just massively overqualified Mike and all of a sudden he's got to get all these job offers uh, flying in which he's ridiculously unqualified for but yeah could let us know Mike what the NBA stands for uh, Andy Cleave uh, how is he up for got to be fit for play come Thursday fingers crossed Andy club seem confident so we'll have to take their word for it yeah I think it'll be what can we just be. can we just pause there and have a minute for Andy because much as I have no affiliation towards his football club he's dedication and the hours that he's travelled to all parts of the country and then come away disappointed I've, I've sort of almost lived a football season vicariously through his occasional ups and massive downs so thank you Andy for all of that and I do feel your pain but I do hope you're playing Taunton Town in the league next season does that mean you're able to get relegated or promoted or I don't think uh, lower league uh, well it means that Taunton have to stay up which isn't a given at the moment although they oh, they should be alright they should be okay a few games in um, but Yeovil are where everyone else at the bottom of the conference seems to be winning at the moment like Goatshead and Torquay and all those sides Yeovil aren't and they lost at home on the telly on Saturday night so it's I think it's a bit grim at Hewish Park at the moment so hopefully Andy your cricket team will give you joy and victories unbounded all summer and erase the memories of a miserable winter uh, I did I did the cricket draft for the first time I, I haven't done a fantasy competition since I was at school um, yeah I'm struggling with mine I'm, I, even as we speak I'm thinking about it and trying to work out and I can't decide who to go with I just bought, bought a load of really good players and then just filled my squad with whoever I could afford afterwards. I don't know why anybody's interested. Um, if, I, But my team are... This, you'll be happy with this, Steve. Who's my opener? Go on. Who's my opener? Make you happy. Lammers. Go on. Oh, Jake Libby. Excellent. Yeah, I've gone, I've gone Jake Libby, uh, I've oh, gone Haynes, nice. Villas, Jennings, uh, Craig Overton, Nisa, Abbott, Rue, Scrimshaw, Podmore and Moriarty. I've no idea what I'm doing with these fantasy teams, but I just picked. 
Is Moriarty going to play? I don't know. I don't really care. I, I, I don't care. Having two, <laughs> I had five minutes. People say, "Oh, do fancy these?" I'm like, "Right, I got to do one." I don't care. It's that's what it is. So I'm not going to spend. Come August, I'll be up till like three in the morning going, "Oh yeah, but he's got a three point oh one economy rate." Uh, blown away from home when they bowl first, but then oh, he's got this and he's got that. So I don't really don't want to go down that rabbit hole of uh, uh, becoming obsessed with it, my fantasy you, team. You join a league and then you get stick for doing rubbish league. But when you said you've not even been making the effort with it and you've been leaving yeah. it anyway, you I can't think, win. I think that's a lot better for me. I don't care. Oh, and I've come bottom. is <laughs> a lot better than I've tried really hard and come bottom. And what's even better is I don't care. And somehow I've won it. So. Uh, I think that was it for listeners' questions. Did anybody remember any more? Uh, oh, uh, FW, FW1901994. Not quite sure who you are, but you said, Rue is the most selected player. Is he guaranteed to take the gloves? I think he is. Yes. Almost, I think. Yeah. yeah. Almost. Right. Um, I think I've exhausted my potted agenda for tonight, which is always just a load of Excellent. scribbles on... Sure. That's in record time, on isn't a it? Note, on a note. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going FBT on time tonight, oh, guys. Yeah, where, where, do we look, where do we think Somerset are going to finish in the county championship? Oh. Well, my, uh, one of my friends texted me the uh, the betting for the division one of the county championship. Thank you very much for that, Q. Um, so we've got... Oh, while we're giving shout-outs to friends, happy birthday, Spice, uh, 44 to date. Uh, right, here we go. I went third, I think, in my preview. So Surrey are one hundred to thirty. Hampshire four to one. This is from bet three six five. Essex five to one. Lancashire five to one, which I think is a fantastic value each way bet because a lot of people are tipping them to yeah. win it. Uh, so each way is quarter of the odds. So you'll get your money back and a little bit more on an each way bet with Lancashire. Uh, Notts are eight to one. Uh, Somerset twelves. Warwickshire fourteen. Kent sixteen. Middlesex twenty. And Northants are twenty five to one. Um, yeah. I wouldn't have North Ants at 25 to 1 and have them more like I, 100 or 150 to 1 I would I think par for us this season is finishing 4th yeah I like that I think I'd be very happy if we finished 4th very happy I think that, I think those those odds have just about got it about right actually <clears throat> Middlesex are, you know they did well last season they're a good side and they may Surprise a few people, so knots as well. Yeah, it's going to this be a time tough of the year. It's always a sort of if you know, if this happens and that happens, doesn't it? You know, yeah. if Bancroft was to have a good four games and Gregory stays fit all season and Rue continues his development, and and you yeah. add in about three more ifs, yeah, then I mean, you, you know, it's difficult, why but like? then you flip the ifs the other way and it, it can look pretty horrible, so. Yeah. I think yeah. I think hey, Gregory's fitness back, is everyone, that's the main thing. If Gregory can go get back to his bowling form of 2019, I think we could be oh. challenging. Yeah, if, I think that's a big if, if he bowls like he did last year, we, you know, it's hard but to see us. You could say the same, Anthony. If we get it. if we get the 2021 Josh Davy in mm. 2023, that will make a big difference because we definitely didn't have that last year. I'll be honest, I think Josh Davies more likely to be fit. I'm worried about Lewis Gregory. Like mm. he's we know we all know how great he is, we all love him, but I'm worried that Tom Abel's gonna end up bowling more than Gregory. Lamanby might even bowl more than Gregory this year. I mean he's a good enough mm. arguably is a good enough bat, but would you pick him ahead of Bartlett if he can't bowl? That's a that's a different debate. But yeah. 
I mean, I know it's yeah. a really small sample size, but he he looked pretty good in the Glamorgan game. Yeah. I thought um, he didn't look yeah. like he was in any sort of discomfort or anything. But I think the the key is is managing that that workload of his and you know being really. What we've got to do, Shep, is at this stage of the season, we've always got to look on the bright side of life. Oh, very good, Steve. Well, why, why does that ring a bell? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, talking about the, I mean, you can live your life in the land of it, land of ifs and buts, but I think for me, it is to get in the hunt early and not just not lose the first three games. I know it sounds like a really simplistic thing to say, but you know, we were we were dead and buried after the first three games last year, and a relegation dogfight yeah. was the most excitement we could look forward to in, in September, and with the best will in the world, you know, it's it's very difficult to come back from that. Oh, that's for me the key is is hit the ground running. Get a bit of momentum these first couple of games, and you don't know what could happen. But yeah, absolutely, get yourself on a roll and touch wood. I think we've mm. got the uh, we've got everything in place to be able to do that. Yep. So not always look on the bright side of life. Be confident. It's coming home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, not coming home because it's it's never been a tournament. But you know what I mean. Uh, yeah. One last thing. Uh, keep an eye on the bright side of life Twitter account. The uh, Somerset testimonial game we're organising for Max Waller down at my club, South Devon. Uh, that's on the 15th of June. Uh, we've had a few little um, uh, protracted discussions. People have been away, but we've got everything sorted now with, uh, <coughs> excuse me, what's going on with uh, sort of the pre-match lunch and the marquees and everything like that. So that's going to be uh, all released to the public uh, very, very soon in the next couple of days. So if you do want to come along to that, uh, uh, keep an eye on our Twitter feed and uh, southdevoncc.co.uk for... Uh, for information on that, gents, you're all welcome. Can I get a game, Shep? Can, Can I get, get a game? game? Who for? I don't know. Either or, I'm fussy. I've never played at your club. Have yeah, you not? one of my. I've got a ticket off the Devon bucket list. The grounds are not played at. You have to pay for your own shirt, but I'm sure we can arrange something, Harry. Yeah, get <laughs> me, me and Wallet. Having said that, you've probably got a better chat because it, it's Thursday, fifteenth of June is the day between. Uh, it's a blast game at home. I think it's against Surrey, but I might be wrong. On the sixteenth, and then they come back from Essex the day before, so. Uh, you might be it. Gib, all right, I'm getting to the point, Anthony. You don't have to yawn in such a theatrical manner. It's <laughs> like stretching his arms up. God, dear. Uh, I'm looking forward to my supper. All right, okay. Oh, so my. Steak and chips again? <laughs> no, we've got casserole. Oh, Beef casserole. Hey, mine before I come on these things. Delightful. I know they're going to go on. <laughs> well, we've not even done an hour yet. We would we budget an hour, Harry. It was only because somebody was late that we've run over. But anyway... Right, uh, southdevoncc.co.uk for uh, details about the Maxwell testimonial game. Uh, any other business? I'm going to guess it's a no because two of us look very hungry and grumpy. <laughs> right, uh, next Monday, work for everyone? Yep. Good stuff. Yep. Right. Yep. See you all next week, guys. See you then. Cheers, Cheers everyone. Cheers. Thanks, Cheers. See you, everyone.